0: The Green Bay Packers keep their season alive. They keep their playoff hopes alive on Monday Night Football. They beat the Rams twenty-four to twelve. We are live on YouTube, breaking it all down. Let's go. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team Pop! every day. You are locked on Thanks to everyone that makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at the Ultimate Football GM. It is everything you could want in total control in a football game. Go to uh, the the Ultimate Football GM app, download it, and use the promo code Locked On. Okay, the Green Bay Packers. They are still very much in the hunt, 24 to 12. They beat the LA Rams in a game that looked a lot like a game that we thought we would see coming into the season. The Packers offense, eh, some fits and starts, some issues, but they ran the ball effectively. Aaron Jones, 17 carries, 90 yards. They had 138 yards on the ground in this game. It really should be 141 because Rodgers kneeled down at the end. That's neither here nor there. They controlled the game on the ground. They had some nice plays in the passing game off play action. Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. They lead this team in receiving. In fact, they combined for nine catches over a hundred yards and probably would have been a touchdown if Christian Watson had been looking at the end of the game there. And then Randall Cobb makes a couple third down catches. That's what this offense was supposed to look like. And it could have been 31. It could have been even more if Rodgers doesn't airmail Alan Lazard on one of the worst throws on an interception I've ever seen from Aaron Rodgers. It was not even close. Peyton and Eli were gobsmacks that Rodgers didn't put it right on Alan Lazard. But it, those were the mistakes. And yet the Packers won this game going away. They won this game that they controlled really from start to finish. And the defense. Again, against Baker Mayfield, no Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham not in the building. Um, Their running backs are hurt. Their offensive line is banged up. I get it. But this Rams team just beat a Raiders team that has a chance to make the playoffs in the AFC. So in the NFL, any win that you get, any performance where one one of your sides of the ball looks good, That is a good performance for that side of the ball. The Packers had 27 first downs in this game. The Rams had 13. The Rams had 156 total yards in this game. This really should have been a game that the Packers won by 30. They started two drives in Rams territory. Great kick return, Keyshawn Nixon. Guys, how was Amari Rodgers playing over this dude? Tell me. Explain it to me. I don't get it. Okay, but Keyshawn Nixon is like all of a sudden he's Desmond Howard out there. I don't understand it, but he's doing it. And so you're getting improved special teams play. Your defense plays well and your offense, albeit a little disjointed, does enough and you get what ultimately ends up being an impressive win in a game that the Packers absolutely have to have. In a game you absolutely have. Had to have. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. There's a lot of talk in the chat about uh the the Lazard interception. Look, it was a bad throw. Rodgers, if you watched the ESPN two broadcast, Rogers pats his chest as if to say, My bad. Peyton and Eli agreed it was on Rodgers. He's wide open. Put it on his chest. All right, end of discussion. That's on Aaron Rodgers. He's gonna say in the postgame comments, which are gonna be going on any minute or right now, that. It was on him. I promise you he will do that. For the Packers, though, you're you got a glimpse at what this offense can and should be. It is an offense where Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson take center stage in the passing game. Al Lazar does all of the dirty work as a blocker. Christian Watson, by the way, did not have a huge game receiving four catches for 46 yards. But the gravity, the gravity that he creates is tremendous on the Alan Lazard interception where he's wide open. One of the reasons he's wide open is because the corner follows Christian Watson, the linebacker drops with Christian Watson, that's two. And the safety starts to roll to Christian Watson before he sees Lazard leaking out and tries to get back the other way. And then Rodgers throws it right to him. That is incredible impact on the game. He consistently impacts the game, jet motion in the run game. And then Matt LaFleur in this game used motion so effectively, so effectively consistently in this game where all of a sudden, okay, you bring Josiah DeGuara across the line of scrimmage and it's a pitch play and now you've got a lead blocker with a full head of steam. Or you bring Christian Watson on jet motion And it's just a little out where you've totally out leveraged the defense because the defensive back, first of all, can't run across the field fast enough with Christian Watson. And now he's running that way, so he's got a head start. He's open but before the defense even knows what's happening. This was a really well-called game for Matt LaFleur. It was not the cleanest game by the Packers. They still have some turnover issues. We're going to talk about some of the the not-so-good stuff in in a second here. But I also want to do this. Let's stop with the, with the Packers off a of bye stuff. Let's stop. Because off a of bye, they beat the Seahawks. Okay? In the playoffs. So they win this game off a of bye. A game they have to have. This is a de facto playoff game. Yes, against a bad team. Yes, against a bad team. But you had to have it. The Packers in 2019 off the bye, that Chargers team was not very good. Now they had their healthy guys and it looked a little bit better, but they had to have this game. They come out and they got it off a bye. So look, it was just some bad luck, I think, in some of those other games off a bye. Yeah, they came out. Sometimes you just lose. I don't think there's any voodoo magic about what's going on with the packers. They came out, they had a special teams meltdown against the 49ers. It had nothing to do with the bye week. Just nothing to do with the bye week. The special teams was bad all year. It was bad all year. So, I just I don't think it matters. And for the packers, I think let's just enough. Enough. Because there it wasn't really a thing before. And It's just, it was a silly narrative to begin with. Like there were some people last year who were really saying, don't get the bye. They don't play well on the bye. That is foolishness. Foolishness. The Packers had to have this game off the bye. They came out, they played well, uh, opening drive. Points. Hadn't done that all season practically. Opening second half. Touchdown. Hadn't done that in... It's the, it's the Titanic meme, the, the rose at the end going, it's been 84 years. That's what it was. That's how long it, it had been since the Packers scored a touchdown at the beginning of a half. They did it. And they did it following the blueprint that this team can follow this year, next year, and beyond. And I think if we're going to just say what you want to see moving forward. If we assume Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback next year, I think even if we don't, honestly, like I think the Packers could have won this game with Jordan Love following this blueprint. That's not, I don't want to get bogged down. People are going to freak out that I said that. But if if this is a formula that is viable, I think it allows the Packers to get useful information about how they should approach the offseason. Zach Tom played well. Yash Naiman is a, a starting caliber tackle. Your interior is really good. And the defense, did you notice Darnell Savage didn't really play? And the defense looked pretty good. Kenny Clark out there doing stuff. Quay Walker making plays. Adrian Amos making plays. No, I don't think Adrian Amos is gonna be back. Russell Douglas with the interception. Devontae Wyatt out there making plays, Jerron Reed causing some some disruption in the in the middle. This is the version. Is it too little, too late? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I think what it does is it gives the Packers a little bit of validation that coming into the season, and I don't mean just this win. I mean, if this continues, it's now been over a month of this where this version of the team with the healthy receivers or relatively healthy receivers lets them know that, okay, this was the plan and it's working. Kingsley and Igbari coming in and making plays. He had a drive where it was just like all him. And then Devontae Wyatt had a drive where it was just all in. And then Quay Walker had a drive where it was just like all him. Romeo Dobbs, Christian, like this rookie class is killer. You're starting to really see the talent of this team come through. And whether they make the playoffs or not, you know, look, they might go to Miami next, uh, not next week anymore, this week and get smoked. Maybe they do, right? But you're seeing this team be able to win games in ways we thought they would be able to win games this season. And you can say Baker Mayfield and you can say all the injuries and all that stuff. They just beat a playoff hopeful last week. Okay? So you can't, we can't just hand wave it and say, oh, it's the Rams. Yes, oh, it's the Rams. They just, they just beat a team. They just beat a team every week. We see this every week. Teams that you don't, the Packers, how many How many games the Packers lost where you went in going, the Packers are the better team? A bunch of them this season. You can't take beating bad teams for granted in the NFL, especially this season. Did you watch the Vikings game? Did you watch Bucks-Bengals' 17-point lead? Three 17-plus-point leads given up in week 15 that's incredible. So you just you can't take for granted any win that you get. And so don't take this one for granted either. Today's episode is brought to you by some new friends of ours at the Ultimate GM. This is a really cool way to put your football skills to the test because it's not like other video games. This is pure Football. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true. And this game, this app, have it on my phone, been playing it. It's fun. You got to hire the right coaches, trade the right players, make the right draft picks, navigate your franchise through free agency and the drafts and, and the ups and downs of the season. All of this is challenging. It's realistic. Otherwise, it wouldn't be challenging. It'd be easy, but it's realistic because this is hard to do. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and, and when you want. It's all there for you. Uh, we, we've been playing the, the Locked On NFL hosts. Got a little sneak peek. We, we've been, we have a, a competition going right now. I, I hope I win. I hope I win. Locked On Packers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On in the game store. That's Locked On. So make sure to check it out today. Download the game. Just visit. Uh, ultimate gm.com or look it up on the app store that's ultimate gm.com go check it out today's episode also brought to you by our friends at Turo Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace you probably saw some ads um, for them during the games over the weekend I did with Turo you can book any car you want wherever you want it from a community of local hosts a spacious SUV for a family road trip or just a a Simple car to get from A to B. Test drive the new electric vehicle you've had your eye on. Many Turo hosts can deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms and conditions apply. And, of course, exclusions apply as well. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, my show. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. It's the biggest stories in sports in under 20 minutes. Like, come on. What more do you want? What more do you want? I want to talk a little bit about some of the bad stuff. I don't want to harp on it, but I try and do, you know, A block is the good stuff. The B block is some of the bad stuff. And I don't know what's going on with this team and the turnovers. Like, this team turning the ball over. Rodgers throws a ridiculous interception. Aaron Jones has a bad fumble going to the ground. And it, it, when you have the opportunity to really put the ball away, the, the personal foul penalties, I didn't I didn't realize this because I hadn't been tracking the personal foul penalties, but they said it during the broadcast. The Packers are tied for the league lead in personal foul penalties. They're one of the worst teams in football on fourth down. They are the worst team in football in goal-to-go situations. There's so much situationally and some of the, you know, the turnover stuff, a little bit of his luck is luck. They've had some bad fumble luck, but Rogers has thrown some bad interceptions. That was a bad interception in a game that he was otherwise good. Just that's just a, as, as bad a miss, like the dots, the next gen dots are so interesting. That's where you can really see the gravity that Christian Watson creates without having the all 22. You can see the, the players move. And when you watch the dots, the ball actually goes right to Alan Lazard. It looks. But of course, when you watch it in real time, it zings over his head and you go, okay, miscommunication. No, the ball is sort of right on Alan Lazard in terms of direction. It's just five yards over his head. Like, that's, that's just a weird thing. We don't expect Aaron Rodgers to do that. You don't expect Aaron Jones to cough up the ball like that. A.J. Dillon has some fumbles. Some of the receivers have some fumbles. The Packers, you know, you expect the drops. They've been among leaders in drops all year. You expect that. It's rookies. It's Christian Watson who had drops in college. It's Romeo Dobbs who had some drops in college. Randall Cobb has always had some drops. And so you, you sort of expect some of that stuff. When you're throwing a lot to running backs, you're going to expect drops. But the fumbles, that's weird. The interceptions, that's weird. The personal foul penalties, that's undisciplined. That's a different thing. That's not weird. That's undisciplined. And that's, that's not even a coaching thing. That's players. You have to remain calm. You have to know where you are on the field. You cannot shove a guy three yards out of bounds once you're out of bounds. Like that Rudy Ford penalty, you can't have it. You just can't do that. And, and you ultimately give up a field goal on that drive because you gifted them 15 yards. So those are the things. Like that's not a Joe Barry problem. It's not. You have Your players have to do that. Your players have to avoid those mistakes. Your players have to hold on to the ball. Your quarterback has to not throw to the wrong color jerseys. Again, Aaron Rodgers played pretty well today overall. But that one throw on a a play that would have been a big play, you could have almost salted the game away there if you score just because the the, the Panthers, I'm thinking of Baker Mayfield's old team, the Rams, they look like the Panthers. The Rams just, they're not good. They're not going to score. Like once the Packers got to 24, I I poured myself a bourbon because I was just like, Game's over. They're not going to need 24. I believe I predicted 27, 13 on this show, something like that. We were talking with Travis. That that was certainly his his prediction. So, pretty close. Packers. I I think pick the Packers to cover for sure. And then once it was no Aaron Donald, that was that was obviously what what was going to happen there. So, look, we're going to talk about what happens now in a second, but they still have things to clean up for sure. I think what you like is. That against a bad team, you want to see, like, think about this for a second. The Packers just did to the Rams something that the Vikings have also only done one other time. Is they've won a game by more than one score. And the only time the Vikings did it was the Packers in week one, which can't count because the Packers don't, Packers for, the, for them, that's the, the fifth week of the preseason or fourth week now, I guess. Any any win against a team in the NFL by double digits is a good win, and it could have easily been thirty-one to twelve. And if Rodgers doesn't throw that interception, it could have been forty to twelve. The Packers dominated this this football game, so I, I think that like we have to we have to say the good far outweighed the bad. But there's still some bad, and until they get that stuff fixed, that's going to keep them from really being a dangerous team in the in 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 the playoffs if they can get there. But if they can clean some of that stuff up, Jalen Hurts, shoulder injury, like what if he's not healthy by the playoffs? The Packers cannot be scared of anyone in the NFC right now. So you clean some of that stuff up, you give yourself a chance to be really, really freaking dangerous in the postseason. Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks, Daily Fantasy made easy. You're just playing you against the number, the Prize Picks projection, Aaron Rodgers passing yards, Aaron Jones rushing yards, Romeo Dobbs receiving yards. Put those three together, you've got a lineup. Bang! If you hit it right, you can win up to ten times your money. It's easy, and and they have sports. I mean, can you make up a sport, and Prize Picks will give you lineups for it. They will. I mean, they, they, everything you can think of, they've got. They've got basketball, professional basketball, college basketball. MMA, boxing, disc golf, no seriously, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, tennis, NASCAR, hockey, you name it, they've got a Prize Picks lineup that you can create for it. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up today and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. Put in money, they give you money. Put in money, they give you money. Up to $100. You put in $100, they'll give you $100. You put in $50, they'll give you $50. It's that easy when you use the promo code Locked On, And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Of course, we hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. My show, Under 20 Minutes, the biggest stories in sports. The analysis and opinions before anyone else with local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports today, available on YouTube, the Odyssey app, and wherever you get podcasts. Okay, so the Packers sit here at six and eight. In the NFC, they are a game back of the Seahawks and the Lions, right? They are two games in the loss column, but only a game back in the win column from the commanders because they have that tie. That is meaningful, right? Now, the commanders also have the tie break, but because they can't finish with the same record, Tiebreak is kind of meaningless. so if if you get to a situation where the commanders go eight, eight, and one, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Commanders need to lose two games for that to be the case. Now, we talked about this yesterday, um I guess technically today, because it was earlier Monday, if you're watching this on the on the pro- on the broadcast, it's not quite as simple. As I made it seem yesterday, but I mean, it is, but it's not. The Packers still need to win out. They still need one of those NFC East teams to finish with eight losses because they're going to, they can't get to nine wins if they have eight losses. And then they're still going to need some help because of strength of victory, depending on what else happens. If the Seahawks, if the Lions lose a game, Strength of victory tiebreaker goes out the window. If the Seahawks lose a game, they need to lose two games. So what you really want is the Lions to either lose this week or next week, because then in in the final week you can knock them out, and it's just you and the Seahawks head to head for that last spot. The Packers, depending on what, if if they both finish nine and eight, the Packers right now would win that tiebreak, and they would go to the playoffs. So if the, if there's a three-way tie at nine and eight, things get complicated. It's strength of victory. There's a lot of stuff going on. I don't want to I don't want to get too far in the weeds on all of that because I, you know, I just don't think it's that useful. You won. Now go beat Miami. It's going to be a tall task, to be sure. I, I think it's interesting that there are a lot of people that are like, oh, you know, the Packers are are going to get destroyed by the Dolphins. I don't know. Maybe the defense. The defense played well, 156 yards against an NFL team is nothing to scop at. The Rams had 3.6 yards per play, 3.6 yards per play, 3.2 yards per pass. This was actually a pretty dominant defensive performance by the Packers. It was a turnover and a penalty and some silliness that, that let the Rams off the hook. This Packers defense played pretty well. This Packers even has played pretty well. Now Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle and those guys—that's—it's it, a different ball game. But this Packers front is playing well. I think they're going to be able to pressure Tua. And then defensively, if you're the Dolphins, are you going to be able to? Are you going to blitz Aaron Rodgers? Are you going to zero blitz Aaron Rodgers? Are you going to play man-to-man defense against Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, who can beat you vertically? A lot of interesting things to figure out here. It's it's Lafleur against Mike McDaniel. They have some familiarity with the scheme, so it's going to be fun. Um, We're going to be here all week bringing you the latest. The snow is coming. So what else do you have to do besides listen to Locked on Packers and get ready for another great game? Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like we are right now on YouTube after the game. You can do that on the Locked on Packers YouTube page, too. As always, stay Locked on Packers.